Got the podcast right now of the uh, Mercy Health Minute, and this week talking to Kelly Jo Trimble. She's the uh, head athletic trainer, Cincinnati Ballet, and Mercy Health Performing Arts Medicine. And we're talking about uh, sudden cardiac arrest in student athletes, which is largely news to me, so I'll, I'll learn a lot. <laughs> and also uh, new Ohio State legislation that's uh, trying to raise awareness. And uh, Kelly Jo, good to talk to you. Good to talk to you. Good to meet you and all that. Um, so this is news to me, as I said. Sudden cardiac arrest, we'll call it SCA for short. And it, it's fairly common, I guess, in student-athletes. Yeah, it's actually the number one killer in student-athletes. Really? Mm-hmm. And would, is it sort of equally male-female? or? Does... Uh, females are more likely to get it than males, but uh, it's not that big of a variability between the two. So is there a, a test that somebody would could take to know whether or not they're susceptible? Or how, how would someone determine that maybe it's in the cards for them? Yeah, that's probably the biggest issue. Um, it's pretty preventable. It's just that so many are undiagnosed. The American Heart Association says that 1 in 100 students have an undiagnosed cardiovascular issue. So the issue has always been that in order to find out if you have one, you have to go get an EKG or an echo, which is not very cost effective right. when it's such a small percentage. But for us, it's kind of like, isn't saving one student athlete's life worth it? Yeah. Well, how expensive is it? I don't know. I mean, EKGs would have to be. Yeah, that I'm not sure. It would depend on insurance. You get a group the provider. Yeah, right. <laughs> Buy one, get one free. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um Is there an age when you're, it, it tends to kick in, like around puberty, after? Uh, we see the testing that we're kind of promoting or uh, talking about today is for kids anywhere from age 12 to 22. It's more likely to happen in kids 19 and younger. Okay. Uh, are any sports more – or athletes in any particular sports more likely to be impacted than others? No, not that – I don't think there's any research that shows that. I think it's – anybody can get it as long as you're in a high-intense cardio sport. I just think – Running long distances. Right. You know? <laughs> it's already hard. Yeah. <laughs> Although maybe it just gets your heart in shape. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so the idea behind the law is to raise awareness. What does the law actually say? Well, it says that all coaches and parents and athletes have to make some sort of formal recognition that they know about it, that they know the risk associated by participating in the sport. Um, coaches are supposed to get a formal education about recognizing signs, who needs to get tested, and making it uh, awareness and education to their athletes to keep them safe. And parents are also supposed to be more aware of it for their athlete as well. And that way that kind of opens the door to talk to your pediatrician if you need to and learn about what screening processes that might be appropriate for your child in order to try to save one's life. So when you're saying the signs, the signs are that somebody is having a heart episode. Right. So are they the same as they would be? You know, you, you have the numbness in your arm. The, you know, we, we get the usual rundown of what right. signs of a heart attack would be. They are the same at that age, or they're the same. And I think they're a lot less um, obvious as far. You know, it would be like tightness in chest, shortness of breath. Uh, if you had had a fainting spell before, and a lot of that can be pushed under the rug as just oh, they're having a tough workout. But mm-hmm. if something happens, you probably need to go to your pediatrician to get screened because all of that's not normal. Yeah. Is this something, if it affected you, say, when you were 14 years old, that it would, it could be problematic to some degree for the rest of your life? Oh, yeah, definitely. It would be. Yeah. It's not something that's just, 
going to go away. Happen to a juvenile, and once you're an adult, it's say, okay, that's right. Not the case. No, you, pre- you most conditions, I would say, you have the rest of your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So Mercy would like to see not just the awareness, but the law to be enforced. Like, what are they? What are they doing? What are well? What are you doing? I guess to a degree. Yeah. You're here educating the public, <laughs> but what else is being done? So Lindsay's law actually goes in place today, August first, and Mercy is the sports medicine provider for hundreds of high schools in the greater Cincinnati area. We have a serve over about 20,000 athletes on a daily basis. It's our duty to make sure that this is coming into place and that we recognize these kids. So we've partnered with MCOR. MCOR is a company that provides education on SEA, and they provide dependable, low-cost screenings. They actually have a mobile cardiac unit that they take into these schools. Um, Since 2011, they've screened about 20,000 kids. And we're helping the schools to become more aware of it. And Corps is going into the schools to do the screenings. And if that statistic is correct about the American Heart Association saying one in 100 kids, mm-hmm. we could potentially save the lives of about 200 plus kids. And that's just with high schools. My big passion is dance medicine. So you have all these local dance studios who have no regulatory or governing body making sure that they do what they're supposed to do. Like high schools and club sports fall under, you know, Ohio High School Athletic Association or right. whatever they need to be. Dance studios are just on their own. And you've got these dancers going from school and then to the studio to rehearse or practice or take class until late in the evening. They're working just as hard, if not harder, as any high school athlete. So to me, they're kind of the missing athletic population that isn't getting this awareness or education, but yet it still applies to them. So it's any kind of dance. I mean, you mentioned the Cincinnati Ballet as an example. Yeah. And anybody who's involved in it doesn't matter if it's tap or whatever it is. Or right. They're still doing an activity. Traditional Irish dancing. Exactly. You can work up a sweat doing that. Yes. It's tough. <laughs> so, But a lot of instances, they're not representing a school, right? They're with a private club or dance studio or right. something. Right. But it still impacts them. The law does. It does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So somebody who runs a dance studio, this is something they have to then be up on? Right. They need to They need to make sure they know about it and that they're getting the education. Because if something were to happen, they'd be liable for an incident. Does it happen very often and not make the news? I mean, you'll, you'll read about athletes who are out of a game for any number of reasons. Right. You don't tend to hear that it's anything that has to do with their heart, typically. That's true. Um, maybe it's not as publicized as it should be. But that's, I think, one good thing about the law is it's bringing more awareness to the issue and making it come into light. So the law goes into effect, as you said today, as we record this. Um, what does it stipulate? I mean, you have to be up to speed by a certain date or as far as coaches and things of that, people of that nature? Yeah, um, I'm actually not sure of a specific date that you have to be compliant by, but as of today, you should know that Something needs to be in place in order for you to get the education and awareness you need. Is this based, do you know, if it's based on any other states that have similar laws in the books, or might this be a first? I think this is the first, actually. I do believe. Really? Okay. So when you leave here today, what what do you do with the rest of your day? Um, I'm dealing with dancers. You're dealing with who? (laughs) I'm going to go down to Cincinnati Ballet. They are starting up their season August 7th. Um, The second company's in right now, and I'm just making sure that – they're taking care of injury prevention and doing some pre-screening physicals for them. How often do ballerinas get injured? Oh, a lot. <laughs> Let me guess, toes. Yeah, toes, feet, ankles, ankles. you name it. <laughs> yeah, they, do, they tape up, don't they? Yeah, they do. 
They do. <laughs> Kelly Joe, good to talk to you. Good to meet you. Good to talk to you. And I'll mention that uh, you can learn more about cardiac and orthopedic health for dancers at Mercy Health's Performing Arts Medicine Wellness Symposium. And that comes up on the 12th of August. Get details at mercy.com.